0: What's up, guys? I'm Cora. And I'm Sharon. And this is Learning on the Job, a podcast for
1: moms. Join us as we talk about our highs and lows and everything in between on this journey of motherhood.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Learning on the Job podcast.
1: Hi.
0: Sharon, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm very tired. It's been a long two weeks, it feels like. Oh, I know. You just got back from
1: a really big trip. Um, How did all of that go? Uh, So the trip was amazing. It did not go at all as planned. Um, But so I had kind of mentioned last week that I planned a surprise trip for my mom for her birthday. And we, I never said where we were going, but we went to Denver. And so we left Friday morning. And, um, as soon as we landed, my mom got a text message that my stepdad had gone to the hospital. And so she, she and I were like calling around like our, our cell service. I don't know what it is about airports, I guess, because there's not a lot of like towers near them due to the planes, but like our service was terrible. Um, so we couldn't, we couldn't figure out the number of the the hospital whatever so we eventually got it called my mom was on the phone with the hospital all day they were calling her constantly to give her updates um and while she did that like we were still trying to make the most of our trip and it's just like gradually my stepdad would get better then he'd get a little worse and it was like fluctuating well by the end of the day I'd say it was around like uh, maybe six o'clock. Um, my mom got a call that my stepdad was not doing really good. And so we had to drive her all the way back to the airport so she could just get on a plane and, and go. Um, thankfully, his company paid for it. They paid for everything for her to be able to go. But that left me and Jenny all by ourselves in Denver. Yeah, you guys were just stranded. <laughs> Yeah. Um I will say uh our friend Alex who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, she lives in that area, so I was able to meet up with her. Um we went to lunch earlier that day and I actually like the whole point we went the whole reason we went to Denver was because we were going to go to the friends experience and yeah that was the so, big surprise for your mom yeah that was like the big thing for her well since my mom couldn't go i had a i had an extra ticket and jenny and i were gonna go no matter what because like there was no point in us leaving denver we couldn't really do anything to help my stepdad my car was in houston like it everything was paid for everything was paid for you might as well just
0: enjoy the experience yeah
1: well, Alex Make is a big friends fan, just like we are. Yeah. So I invited her to come with me and we we had a fun time. It was really cool because Alex and I never went to college together due to our age difference. So Alex, we've never spent that much time together uh, without like other people. So it was really cool to hang out with each other. And I mean, it didn't feel awkward at all because we talk all the time in our group texts and everything that it it didn't feel any different than hanging out with anyone else so it was a lot of fun and she took a lot of pictures of me and Jenny at the friends experience um, and yeah they're really cute yeah she and i took i definitely took pictures of her uh she she seemed to really enjoy it so I'm glad that she was able to go um but everything else that I had planned uh, like we were able to do everything that we wanted to whenever my mom was there because I had each day planned but for Saturday after the friends experience Ginny and I just kind of winged it and I ended up taking her to the children's museum and to the aquarium and both of those are a little boring whenever you have an infant especially one that can't walk on her own um yeah you know it's funny you say that because I
0: really want to take Claire to the San Antonio Children's Museum but I keep like wanting to hold off until Ginny's a little older and can at least like walk at like the pace that Claire can walk at right mm -hmm. now or like, a, you know, at least, you know, and I, she's getting close. So, I mean, I think it could be like in the next like couple of months that we're able to do it, but yeah I agree, like I want to do it, but I'm just like, oh,
1: well. And so even, so I, I think I've only been to the one in Houston and I think the one in Houston, it's, I haven't been in a long time, but I want to say that it's a little bigger and there's, there's a bunch of different rooms. The one in Denver seemed fairly small. Like it just it didn't have as many rooms as the one in Houston does. And there wasn't a lot for little kids. I mean, yeah, I and I understand like there there is a target age gap, like a target age for like the yeah. So I went in and I tried to get her, I tried to see if maybe there were things that I could hold her and do with her.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: in my head, I'm pretty sure like get the Houston one, that there are machines and stuff and like levers and everything yeah. to I was gonna do say, things. Other stuff like that, the San Antonio one. Okay. Yeah. This one, it's like the first room was all about water. So there were things to do, but it was all water and everything's pretty high that even Claire wouldn't really be able to do anything there because she's too short Mm. so I I tried to hold Jenny up to just just to let her play in the water because she loves to splash but I mean every all the kids are their kids so everything's wet I didn't want her to get all wet um like I didn't want to just lay her over like let her lean over the counter and her just get all wet um and so it was, it was a lot of things like that where it just seemed catered to older kids. And I was even thinking, like, this is still too old for Claire. Yeah. Um. There was a few, there were a few areas where I could, like, let her crawl around a little more, but it still wasn't, like, well, I know, a lot.
0: I know, like, I, did it have, like, a little town? Like, I know, like, the one mm-hmm. in San Antonio has, yeah, let's see, that's what I always like, it's, like, the little town area, there's, like usually like a house like room and then and then mm-hmm. like you go into the next room and it's like a hospital you know and it's like all those like wooden toys and stuff yeah. like that and um i always loved that as a kid and i felt like even the the little ones like they could you know it kind of you know just giving that almost like montessori like Give them Mm -hmm. the the independent play with like real like life things. Um I that's what I like want to be able to get be able to do.
1: Yeah. Like so this one it was set up, it had like a room of just water, a room of energy. Um and there's a there was like a bunch of kids running around. There wasn't a lot of space in each Mm. room either. So it felt very crowded. The only things that we were able to do was there was a little, a quiet reading room. And so it had pillows and books and stuff. Yeah. And so I was able to take her in there and she could crawl around, play with the books and everything. And then downstairs, it looks like they were, they had a special room for kids that were under, under two or under three, um, but it was being renovated. So it was closed. And they mm. had a, they had like a babysitting room where, that's that's where we ended up going and hanging out until we went to the aquarium, but it seemed like it was a room where kids about Ginny's and Ginny Cla- and Claire's age, could play, and like one of the parents could watch them while the other parent took the kid to do stuff around the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, this, uh, they also had like an art classroom. And I'm pretty sure they, pro- they probably do classes there as well that you can, like, book the room and get a teacher and, like, do a class for, like, a birthday party or something or, like, a Girl Scout troop or whatever. Um, but it was, like, all clay. Like, kids messing with clay and all this stuff. So, like, Ginny wouldn't even be able to do anything anyway. Yeah. But, like, we couldn't even, like, do handprints or anything like that. And then they also have, um, like, a kitchen a, cl- a classroom kitchen or a teaching kitchen whatever and again I'm pretty sure it's more of like for classes and stuff but well I just looked it up and the San Antonio
0: Museum which is now it, it was known as the San Antonio Children's Museum my whole life it's now called the Doozium oh whatever. yeah um, but it says that there are many activities for infants and toddlers. Little town is specifically designed for children under five years of age and features little crawler park, The small gated area features small, soft sculpture furnishings, flower pool meetups, padded flooring, and safe and friendly environment for little ones to explore. So okay, also says that sounds change, a lot better, right? Changing <laughs> tables are available in all men's and women's restrooms as well. As in most of the family restrooms throughout the duceum. So another plus for sharing. <laughs> um, and you're welcome to nurse your child anywhere in the duceum. However, we do have a private nursing room located on the first floor inside the little doer's den next to Little Town. So yeah, I mean that sounds like a fun day. We should definitely check it out. Yeah, for sure. But how was sorry it? that your experience with the Denver one wasn't as Tiny baby, friendly,
1: yeah, i I mean, I really just think like it i Denver's about the size of San Antonio, maybe a tad smaller, but yeah, that's hard to say, it was just I just kind of expected it to be a little bigger, and but you know, I don't know. Denver is, like,
0: a place where they have so much outdoor, like, activities that, like. They did have people... a big
1: outdoor area at the Children's Museum. Well, so, like, and they like... had water, dirt, all, like, all this stuff outside. And I thought about taking Jenny out there, but I was, like, she, there's nothing out there that she could really do either, on, except for crawl on the grass.
0: Well, and I imagine that, like, the people in Denver do, like, a lot of, like, outdoor type yeah. things, too. So, maybe, like, the Children's Museum isn't as, like you know, like they're going to take their little ones like on a hiking trip or something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So just different, different area, different things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad you at least made the most of your trip. I'm very sorry to hear about your stepdad. Um, it's okay. He's doing, doing a lot
1: better. He actually was discharged today. Good. Um, so everything was good. It turns out that he, it's hard to tell like exactly what started it, like what came first, the chicken or the egg, but he had dehydration and he ended up throwing up a meal, uh, sometime last week. And that probably just kind of escalated the dehydration because he works outside a lot and it's been so hot in Texas. And he said he was drinking water, but probably just not enough for how hot it was and, um, how much out- he was outside so he ended up getting a tear in his esophagus and wow. so that was just kind of bleeding into his stomach and oh that was just like making everything worse that's what that's what made all this stuff worse and so like all of all of his vitals like everything that they were having issues with um it was just kind of like one thing it w- like it was like a ripple effect of everything happening, but the esophagus actually started healing itself. I don't know if they gave him anything to help with that, but like, they didn't have to do surgery or anything. All they had to do was a scope to see it. Um, and so, yeah, he was able to be discharged today. He looks and sounds a lot better. Um, I've been FaceTiming my mom and stuff and checking in with them. And so now they're hoping that they can, they're up in North Texas. They're hoping that they can fly to Houston, um, this weekend and be home by Saturday. Wow. Well, that is a long and epic journey that both your parents have
0: had to be on. Definitely. We wish them the best and for your dad to just continue to have a, you know, a healthy recovery.
1: Yes. I, I really feel bad for my mom because she, she felt so bad for having to leave us in Denver like she she was sad like she was worried about my stepdad and then she was sad that she was having to leave us and if Ginny was like screaming in the car because we were supposed to have gone to the hotel and at the time um and so like she's been in the car for so long yeah she was on a plane then in the car and she was getting hungry and tired and I'm like sitting back there having like while my mom's driving, having to breastfeed Jenny in her car seat, like from the back seat, (laughs) literally. And it was, it it was a wild ride. Um, But yeah, I just, I feel really bad for my mom, but I'm glad that she was able to be there and help, uh, help my stepdad and that he's feeling better. So we'll, I'm sure we'll try to find something else. I mean, her birthday is uh, in, I think two weeks and so i'm sure we'll try to find another trip or something that we can do i did tell her for her 50th her for her 50th birthday which is going to be the year after we go to disney um i want that i want us to go up to um connecticut to do the gilmore girls tour oh i love that like that whole thing she thought that that was one of the things that she thought we were going to do this uh this past weekend oh really but i'm kind of glad we didn't do that because that's a little further away than denver (laughs) it would have taken a lot longer of a trip i believe oh
0: definitely that'd be like a plane ride and like really far uber yeah Maybe a train
1: well, we ride. rented a car. We rented a car, which was great. Oh, that's true. Yeah, just rent another car. Yeah, because of Jenny. Uh, if we wouldn't have had Jenny, we probably would have just Ubered around. But I took her car seat with me. Yeah, that's reasonable. So.
0: Well, you know, I guess we should go ahead and get into our topic today. Um, yeah. It is, I think, one that literally all moms can relate to on some level. Um, And it's something that we've touched on before, but, you know, it's just such an all-encompassing thing that moms deal with on a regular basis that I felt like it needed
1: to be its own episode topic. So I agree. I was even looking back at some of our past episodes because I was like thinking that we already did this topic. I know, I thought that too, but it's just because- it's in all facets of that.
0: And that is talking yeah. about the mental load of motherhood and just what that, in like how that impacts, you know, our day to day lives now. So there's moms. probably going
1: to be a lot of things that we have touched on in previous episodes or have said in every single episode. Um, but hopefully we can give different examples, new light, or more detail about these since we're talking about the like we're talking about the topic specifically rather than kind of tying it in with the other topics that we've talked about before. Yes so
0: um, I would say for me and um, really from I think a lot of research that I've done a lot of when you're talking about like the mental load of motherhood and like what exactly does that mean? What does that look like? It really comes down to like all the different facets of life that require like preparing, organizing, anticipating needs. Moms really, um, tend to be the ones that take on that capacity, that mental load in a family. Um, and it, it, takes a lot uh really mm-hmm. takes a lot out of you um requires a lot more energy than i think we truly give moms credit for until you are in it and you're realizing it
1: yeah um, i would say when i think of the mental load of motherhood i think of the um i think it's ha- it's the happy as a mother account on instagram she has a podcast um, oh, I love and her she, so much. She does all these graphics and she does she it's called the mental load of motherhood and she does categories like the mental load of motherhood for different situations and we'll share some of her stuff to our stories on Instagram and we'll tag her if y'all haven't seen her stuff and you want to check her out, but we actually yeah, repost I, a lot of her stuff on our Instagram stories a
0: lot. So you should definitely, do. um, if you've ever seen like a cool graphic that gets reposted to our Instagram stories, it was probably from her account.
1: Yeah. So like, we'll definitely tag her and all of that so that y'all can go find her and we'll save it in our stories. But that's always what I think of. And I think that she posts a lot of things that are relate- so relatable that i'll even send them to jake like there'll be some that i'll just send straight to jake and i'm like this is what i'm thinking this is this exactly what it's, what it's going like through my head yeah this is what's going through my head every time this happens or this is what's going through my head right this second and i think she just makes it so easy and simple that like even the husbands they can see it and she actually has done some like the mental load of fatherhood or the mental load of dads Um, Yeah,
0: because I mean, it's not like dads don't also experience this. But I think mm -hmm. what it really comes down to for moms is like moms tend to be the default parent, the primary parent, the one Mm -hmm. that is doing the majority of the child rearing. And I mean, ways you can tell you're the default parent, like you're the one that does bath time and bedtime. Um, You're the one that uh, makes doctor appointments you're the one that they knows what they need when they wake up in the middle of the night you know you're the one that knows where the medicine is kept like you know I mean everyone should know where the medicine's kept but like you get yeah. my you get my point like um, and I really think that that's where like the mental load part of it comes into play is because you really are just constantly having to keep a running list in your mind. Like there's, you have a whole human that you're having to keep alive. And I mean, when they're smaller, it's then like babies, like, you know, in the face that, you know, you're in now and I'm getting out of, it's how to keep them literally alive. Like when was the last time they ate? Um, have they been changed like are they you know breathing like or is there anything around them that could suffocate them you know like and it's like stuff mm-hmm. like that like making and then of course making the doctor's appointments and yada 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 and then but as they get older learning about their personalities and being the one that understands when they're feeling a certain way and why and just like it, literally it's a whole person you're connecting with and I feel like mm-hmm. moms tend to be the ones that you know,
1: have to take on all those roles and it's a lot. Yeah. I think it definitely starts from the day your child's born. Um, I mean, one mothers usually tend to have, I don't want to say a stronger bond, but they usually tend to connect with the babies in a different way than the dads do to where the, like, they're the ones that, that, The babies are comforted by and that's because that they they know them they they listen to their heartbeat it's familiar all of that stuff it it's a comfort to the baby
0: instinct
1: yeah and the dads it's they didn't do majority of dads like they they didn't do what we did for nine months like they definitely didn't carry the baby but yeah some dads are more yeah some dads are more involved in the pregnancies than other dads and not necessarily by any fault of their own, but just like situational stuff. Like I, like Chris didn't really get to go to all your appointments because of the timing of whenever you got pregnant and COVID and Jake, he, he, he went to more of my appointments than some dads did because of COVID. Um, so like, that's not necessarily anything that dads could control, but he got to be a little more involved in that aspect. But I just think that like from the beginning, the moms are the ones that the babies look to. And then as they get older, usually like if they get hurt or something happens, like it's just out of instinct and habit and comfort, it still is the mom. And then a lot of times I think the dad's just kind of, oh yeah, okay, you can, you can take it or, oh yeah. All right. And I know at least in our situation or like in our stance I make Jake's appointments. Like I pretty much do everything for Jake. Even his little business. Like I'm the one that handle, like is, is his customer care representative because he likes the way that I say things. And I'm just like, I'm going to say exactly what you just told me. You could just type this out. And so it, I feel like that also ties in with yeah, the parenting. Women have to like take care of the whole family. Well, and you
0: know, I mean, it's so much more than I mean, it it, for me, it's always kind of felt like when you talk about like women running a household, you know, it's like they'll I'm not saying men never help. Like they don't contribute to the household necessarily, but like Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily always the ones being like, okay, she's got gymnastics tomorrow. Does she have a clean outfit for that? you know yeah. uh okay the laundry needs to be done it's more like oh hey by the way like this needs to happen will you do it and the guy guy goes and does it because you know quote unquote he was told or whatever i mean i mean there are certain aspects that i think chris is a lot more involved in but really you know with the parenting he does like let me kind of lead because he feels like well you you seem to
1: be doing you take care job. of you everything know, else, yeah, you know, why you, not just yeah, add yeah, her should, on
0: well and, and you spend all day with her so you know her better than I do you do you do everything for her so like when I do it it's quote-unquote not right like not that he thinks mm-hmm. I, it I, like he does things wrong but you know like maybe she'll be fussier for him than she will for me because it's not the pattern like yeah. I you know when she was younger we used to I used to frustration frustratingly joke that like oh, well, you can't ever seem to put her to bed because like for, she won't go to bed for you because it's like a quote unquote special event. So she's like all excited. And like, that was like, you know, a little bothersome for me because it was like, well, now it's just my responsibility because otherwise it's not going to get done smoothly. So it's like, I either do it and it gets done smoothly or I don't do it and I hear it in the next room for the next however long because it's not going well. So it's just, yeah. you know, you, it's kind of, you get put in a lose-lose situation, I feel like. So you just have to take the reins and yeah. make sure that everything is, go the ship is sailing smoothly, you know, so well wheeled machine.
1: And in our situation, like with me breastfeeding, from the beginning, like I've been the only one who can put Jenny to sleep because she nurses to go to sleep. Um now we're just, we're like just getting into that area where there are times that Jake can put her to sleep um, because she's kind of, we've t- said it before, but she's kind of been fighting her sleep a little bit. So a lot of times her naps, she won't fall asleep while she's eating because she's not wanting to fall asleep or anything. And so I think it was today or yesterday I fed her and I tried to get her to take a nap. I laid her down. She didn't want to go to sleep. So I gave her to Jake and I said, here, if you want to go upstairs and see if you can put her down, she's already eaten on both sides. She's not hungry. You can see, but cause like she hadn't had a nap yet. So I know she's tired and he's, he was able to get her down to take a nap. And <laughs> she took a long nap,
0: Good, but well, yeah. Well, and like, I know, and you know, I obviously I did bottle feeding, so it was a whole different ball game than what you're having to deal with, because mm-hmm. like literally having a person latch on to you constantly. But like, yeah, obviously that takes a physical toll on you, you more so than my situation. But like, it on both ends, it really does take like such a mental toll to have like to just have to be constantly like responsible for this person. There's so much worry that goes through your mind there's you know you're just constantly on edge even when you do get like a chance to like relax or sleep or whatever you can't fully do it because yeah. there's just so much to think about i always talk about like oh it's like the hamster wheel is always running but it's just there i got so much to do and then on top of that you know we live in a society where it used to be that like oh the women just took care of the family or whatever and that's what they did but the men work but now like that doesn't cut like cut it anymore like it's we don't live in a world where people can afford that so like we have to keep a full-time job and run like a whole household and take care of the baby and everything and it's just it's a lot (laughs)
1: like well and like Jake's always said that he would that he would he would love to be a stay-at-home dad like he doesn't want to go to work and stuff and um, I've had different opportunities where I could have taken a job and gone into the office and stuff but I passed on them because I, I should have told Jake, you could not be a stay-at-home dad. Like,
0: there's so much that you have to like, put, it's, it's not just, and it's just chill
1: all day. Yeah. I was, I told him, I was like, you'd rip your hair out because there was like, even the times whenever he watches her for just a, like an hour or two, it's, I feel like whenever he calls me and asking me how much longer I'm going to be or whenever he texts me or anytime I talk to him, I just, I can hear it in his voice that he's going crazy, that she's, she's driving him nuts. He wants to rip his hair out. And so then that puts the toll on me. Like, I feel like I have to get back right away because I feel like he's going to be upset or something, not necessarily like he's mad at me, but I just feel like he's, he's going to be on edge because- Feels Ginny's so responsible them up for and,
0: child that yeah, you, even when they're with their dad you feel like you gotta get back to them and take back over I feel the same way sometimes like and Chris isn't necessarily like and he even like now because he realizes that like kind of will be like no you know I got it or sometimes <laughs> even if they have like a not great day he'll just tell me it was a great day <laughs> just because he doesn't want me to feel like anxious while I'm at work that's good whatever but yeah I mean like I I definitely understand that feeling too it's just like you know and another thing that like he wants to be you know stay-at-home dad sure but you know there's a lot of like you know we talk about like hidden work that goes along into it like you're having to constantly keep track of the diaper situation or the clothes situation or whatever. There's always something new that they need. Oh, they're running out of this, you know, so on and so forth. They need to make this appointment, you know, mm-hmm. you've got Jenny's got those extra appointments and everything because of her hip brace. So I, I know you've definitely taken the bulk of that mental load, um, both the worrying, the research, you know, all of that that goes into it but it's like if any of these little things like weren't done like then the whole thing falls apart and it's like suddenly our fault. So yeah, it's just like we have to do them because
1: yeah, really and just, I mean like I know what be. size clothes Jenny wears. Jake knows that she's 9 months old, so to him he's like yeah, she's in 9 month clothes. 9 to 12, 6 to 9, either one. No. And, but I'm <laughs> over here like my baby <laughs> Well, and I'm, yeah, I'm over here like telling him tonight that, okay, she cannot wear three to six footy pajamas anymore because there's now like they're there's, they've been tight, but we've been able to make them work. And I'm like, now they're, they're just starting to get too tight. We need to toss all of them out. Um, so he was like, I thought she's been in six to nine. I thought we already got rid of those. I'm like, no, we've been buying six to nine because she's like, we're not going to keep buying clothes. They're just, like, they're already too small. I've just been making them work. And then I know that she can wear size 2T t-shirts. And like, they're a little baggy, but they work. Size 2T t-shirts if you want to buy them. And then I've been purchasing, or like I've been planning to tell our family and stuff for her birthday that like, anything from 12... To twenty four months, you can get her because she can wear twelve. She can wear some twelve month clothes right now. Yeah, she can wear some eighteen month clothes right now. Like I know what fits her. I know what clothes to buy. If Jake goes out and buys something for her, I guarantee you it's going to be six to nine or nine to twelve because to him, like she's nine months old, that's what size she wears.
0: Yeah, and just you know, it just becomes like the little very specific things about your kid that you have to keep track of like when they're needing new shoes and yeah you know, like oh when they have a big test coming up as they get older and stuff like that like it just feels mm-hmm. like it's always on the moms um and you know like earlier in this conversation we were having a whole conversation about taking our kids to the children's museum and sure like we enjoy that on some level but we want to do it not just just we're bored or whatever like that's not what we're trying to do it's because we want our babies to like be in like you know give them activities like help them grow as people and so it's just like sitting there thinking of things that we can do to like better our kids lives and you know they Mm are you know give them good memories and stuff like that like making sure you know they're signed up for swim lessons and yada yada like these are all things that moms are constantly you know, having to figure out and weigh the odds of, and I feel like, you know, their partners usually are just kind of going along like, all right, yeah, that sounds good.
1: Yeah. So you had already kind of mentioned like that hidden, hidden work, the hidden load um, that mothers take on. And so this one, like this isn't necessarily baby related, but I feel like there's a lot of things that, at least, like, Jake doesn't see that I do, or if he, de- like, he, it's, a, maybe he just expects it to be done because I always do it, but so many times, like, around the house, like, you, we were talking about housework, there's a lot of times, like, so Jake's addicted to Dr. Pepper. If you didn't know it, he's addicted to Dr. Pepper. That's all he drinks, Um, but he'll bring, like, all the cans from his game room that are sitting around his computer. Or that are in our bedroom and stuff. He'll bring them downstairs. And sometimes he'll like empty them out. Throw them away. Do the whole nine yards. But nine times out of ten. He just sets them on the counter. Because I think he's thinking that he'll go back and do it later. Mm -hmm. But next time I go into the kitchen. I see them on the counter. And I'm like okay. Well I started dumping all the old Dr. Pepper out. And I throw the cans away. He. I don't know why. He always leaves the cereal box out on the counter and so i'm always like the next morning or next time i go in there putting it up he leaves the light on in the hallway and the one in the the light in the hallway is one that i I'm, I'm constantly like bringing up and joking about with him like why can't you ever turn this light off mm-hmm. but it's like i'm constantly going behind him turning it off and so i feel like a lot of things with Ginny and kind of fall into that that he he's just gotten into that like he just expects me to do it because I I always do it like I'm always picking up after him so he doesn't even realize that I'm doing it he just knows that he does this and it gets done it's almost like that joke I don't know if you've heard it but um I think it's like this wife is complaining about something um maybe like the house is a mess or whatever and the husband's like I have like I have something to show you this is a magic chair, like, or the floor is magic. Every time I leave my dirty clothes here, the next morning they're gone. Like they, they, <laughs> they just disappear. And he's like pointing out all these things. that and she's he, like, yeah, magic. Yeah, he, he doesn't, like, he doesn't know how it's done. And he's like saying all these things that he does. And then like the next morning they're fixed. So the next time he goes in there, they're fixed. And in the joke, they 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 got divorced.
0: <laughs> like it. I it can't imagine not... why.
1: Yeah, Jake and I talked about that, and it <laughs> it just made us laugh. But I I feel like that sometimes. Like I know Jake knows that I do it. If he knows that he didn't do it, but it's just kind of those things. Like he does help out with housework, and there are times whenever he feels like he feels overwhelmed by a lot of the housework and by a lot of things and he feels like he has to pick up the slack but those times usually come whenever I've been so focused on Ginny and so focused on my work that I can't do anything with the house
0: yeah I have
1: the same thing it's like
0: I I try my best to keep up with things because it bothers me too obviously like um and I'll be honest like between the two of us I'm more of a naturally messy person so I do have to like put in a little effort to like get things cleaned up but it's Mm -hmm. sometimes like not always able to be my priority when I have like baby to take care of a job to do and like they both come with their own host of like responsibilities and um you know things that they depend on me for and I don't know it's just like I can't it's frustrating when it feels like it's all on my shoulders or the like yeah. like you know it's just like or oh well, you're not contributing like your load it's like I am contributing my load my load is over here right now like look at all the stuff I'm doing like this is all like for us and you know mm-hmm. and it's just like sometimes it just feels like all the baby stuff is like this like added thing that like doesn't count
1: you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah and I I'm a fairly messy person as well like I I hate having tables around because they just end up being a catch-all I hate that our couch like we we don't have a very big laundry room and we have like we're we're constantly washing clothes and especially being in a two-story home I find that our clothes a lot of the times end up just getting put put on the couch until we get around to folding them and taking them upstairs yeah And I, I absolutely hate it. But at the same time, like I, sometimes I'm just too tired or too busy to even worry about that. And I, but I, I at least have like a good mental idea of where everything is. And like, I've always been like that. Even in high school, I, I always wore the same clothes to high school. And so I never folded my clothes or hung them up. I I hated doing that. So I just had a pile of clean clothes in my, in my room on my floor. And that's because those were all the clothes that I wore all the time. And I find that I still do that sometimes, but like, I know where everything is. I set something down. If it gets lost, I know it's on me. I'm not getting mad and storming about the house. Like, I know where it is. Jake, comes in, leaves his keys in different places all the damn time. He never knows where they are. And I'm like, okay, well, did you check your car? Did you check your shorts from last night? Did you check the game room? Because those are the three places that they usually are if they're not hung up where they're supposed to be. And he's, he, I feel like he's always getting mad about like our house is a mess or we need to clean up and stuff. And I'm like, no, it's not that messy. You're always losing things because you're always putting them in different places. Like, if you if you put them in the same spot all the time or the same two or three spots all the time, like, well, and not leave them in your shorts and forget about them.
0: Well, and also, like, if you think it's messy, you're welcome to get to it. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm busy taking care of the baby, and during, I work from home. Like, I will... If, if it's something that you
1: feel is, like, a thing that needs to be handled right now, like, feel mm-hmm. free. Right and ahead. I find I find that I'm apologizing a lot of the times. And part of that is just, like, my upbringing and, like, just how everything sounds in my head. I always feel like I have to apologize. You feel like and it's all your responsibility. So, if it's not getting yeah. you, you feel like it's on you. And there's been a lot of times that, like, like if I'm driving or something and... I, I I hate driving but like Jake will um like if I'm supposed if I need to get on the brake Jake he in his head everything happens in slow motion so he thinks that he gave me time to react he thinks he gave like he said something about it and that I had time to process it but on my end it comes out as babe 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 like there's no like I, I'm doing yeah it just give me a second while I'm- he's watching it Yeah. Like it's happening in slow motion for him. It's all going fast for me. And so like, there's not, I don't know, like there's, (laughs) it's, it's viewed different. And so I always feel like I have to apologize. Like, I'm sorry, like I'm doing it. Let me drive. And he, and he'll say, you don't have to apologize. And I'm like, well, then stop making it sound like it's my fault. Stop making it sound like I need to. And that's the same thing with the house stuff anytime he like even if he points out that the dishes need to get done the way like it's not and it's not it's not anything he's doing it's like the way that i'm hearing it like just the fact that he he noticed that the dishes aren't done it's like i feel like oh i, I just don't have done understand that why today. you need to
0: announce it like what 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 were you trying to accomplish by announcing it that you wanted it done if you want it done turn the water on the soap is right (laughs) there like I don't understand what he thought was
1: the announcement was going to well so we both kind of like announce things like if like if we're making mental checklists like if we're going around the house um because we both do it we'll say the clothes need to get done or the the dishes need to be washed and a lot like I find that I'm always saying, like, I need to wash dishes later. And he's more so saying the dishes need to get done. Well, that's and, what I'm like, saying. Like, we're both Sharon. doing the same thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, both... you're not. <laughs> that's well, what
0: I'm saying. Well, because he does do
1: it. He... So I'm just saying, like, he does do it. He just doesn't say it the same way I do. And because him saying the dishes need to get done. It makes you I'll feel say, like, oh, well, you need to do the dishes. Yeah. And I would feel the same he'll... way. And he, and sometimes, like, after I say, I go, I'll say, I'll do them later, or I'm sorry, I meant to do them today. He'll say, oh, no, I can, I can do them. And I'm like, well, then why didn't you just say that? Why didn't you just say you could do them? Why did yeah. you announce that they didn't get done? Well,
0: I mean, people have different communication styles, but also mm-hmm. because of that, that can make you, like, receive information differently. So sometimes people, maybe they didn't have that intention but it's hard for you to not receive it in any other way yeah. so
1: yeah and Jake and I talk about that all the time because that's that's a constant thing with us is he'll he'll say something and the way that I'm perceiving it will be different than how he meant it and i mean i do the same thing too but a lot of times a lot of times it's the way that we were brought up like mm-hmm. he was brought up in a house where like his parents were very much like, you need to do this right now. I mean, his dad, him and his dad argued all the time. And I was brought up in a household where like I had to apologize for everything. I was very overly sheltered. Like I, if I was being yelled at or if I was if I was being getting on to, like I was in trouble. So anytime there's like differences, um, but we're we are we're always having to like try to take a second to be like, no, that's not how I meant it or kind of yeah. like re- restart.
0: I definitely understand that. Um, I think that's pretty uh, common in a lot of marriages. I know that it's common in my marriage, you know, communication styles being um, sometimes different and that like leading to misunderstandings and, mm-hmm. and often hurt feelings, especially when, you know, they go many times like without being addressed and especially in a positive way. And then they're not, you know, they just keep making you feel feelings over and over until you've made something up in your head. And I think that happens to a lot of us. Yeah. Um, And for me, I feel like it also comes, you know, you don't realize it, but it really does a lot of times come back to upbringing and just like how your family operated in your home. Um, I know like, for instance, uh, I was the youngest and I was a surprise. And I was <laughs> like almost a decade after they had already had two kids. So they really weren't expecting me. And I didn't really have like a lot of rules, a lot of responsibilities. Um, so I didn't necessarily feel like I was, you know, taught how to be responsible a lot of the time. So yeah. I, that's something I struggle with, whereas Chris grew up in a house where he had chores and he had like, you know, responsibilities and he like a lot of uh, just a stricter uh, upbringing than I did. And I think that it comes into, you know, our situation because then if I'm doing, if I'm not doing something, which I've never really been like, you know, quote unquote in trouble for not doing before in my life. but he's lived a life of structure where he maybe has like been like you know you get disciplined when you aren't doing your chores or you know whatever Mm -hmm. that it can be more frustrating because that's like you know it's just like well you're supposed to do it like you know it's like I got in trouble growing up you know if I didn't do my chores like yeah just like it just causes different approaches to life and I definitely yeah,
1: I definitely think a lot of that can tie into the mental load that mothers feel too, because like your upbringing, I think that a lot of times the way that like the mental that I feel, I feel comes a lot from my mom, like watching her as a mom and grow. like, cause I was the oldest. So I got to watch her like with me growing up and then with my brothers. And then now like my mom takes care of three of my, uh, my two nieces and my nephew. And so, like, she's still in mom mode, and so I see all of that, and I see the entire load that she takes on, and I feel like I—that's
0: what you're supposed to do. Like, That's yeah, how like you learn to I be a mom. A lot of that,
1: that and I will say, yeah, and I will say, like, there's a lot of differences that me and my mom have. Like, I've talked about how my mom is from a different generation. She wants, she she kind of has different rules for how yeah. she parent. She'll she'll try to say that like she'll try to give Ginny something and I'll say no and she's like well I'm the grandma like if she's at my house she can do this and I'm like You're I'm like, no, more so like, like if that. if the mom says no then that means no so yeah like there are differences but I definitely think like watching her try to take on the household raising the kids do like have a job and all of that that definitely kind of stems. That definitely, like, is how I feel, and I, I copy a lot of that, and I think that's very common for or, a lot of moms.
0: And in that same aspect, I think that, you know, your upbringing, um, I mean, obviously, we both raise daughters, um, so we don't have this experience quite yet, but, like, I you know, talk about, like, raising your sons to be, you know, the type of man that, like, contributes to the family and everything and treats women Uh as equals and I mean I think uh, that is definitely one thing that I think Chris got a lot of was he grew up in a house that you know his parents did like neither of them really I feel like were like the homemakers or you know like they both went to work and you know they yeah shared everything so like that was also something that was his framework coming into the relationship like we split everything 50, 50. We, um, you know, we do like handle like each do half the chores type of thing. And he is very heavily involved in, you know, trying to raise Claire, um, not in the same ways that I am, because I am still like the primary caretaker, but um, he does try and take like an active role in our lives. And I think there's, you know, a lot of guys out there that really have a more traditional view of like, the woman really is supposed to do the cooking and the cleaning and the child raising. Um, and again, just because of the world that we live in today, whether or not she has a job, um, I think that if the man can provide for her, a lot of the times they really don't care, they're happy to do it. But you know, it's like, if the woman needs to work, she can work, but she can still do all these things. And, you know, I mean, I see that I've seen, I have friends that have those relationships and, um, and all of them, their parents, you know, have a similar situation. So it's just like, that's what they, how they were raised. That's how they think it should be. So that's what they expect in a partner.
1: Yeah. And I'd say, I think Jake is about half and half. Um, like, like I said, like he he said that he wants to be a stay at home dad, but that's mainly just because he doesn't want to go work for anybody. <laughs> like he just wants to work for himself. But um when there, we all love to. Oh yeah. There are definitely things that I like me having known his parents before they passed and stuff, I saw their relationship and I know how they were. And there are definitely things of his parents' relationship that Jake does not want. Um, and I think that there's stuff that we all can say that we don't want from our parents' relationship. Oh, for sure. But I will say, like, Jake, I think, like, he he wants, I don't want to say he wants to be the fun parent, because there are things, like, he does, like, he does, he does bath time, he'll put her, like, now he can start to put her to sleep, and um, if... He knows that I'm really like, really tired, really weighed down a lot. Of, like he'll, he'll take Ginny and watch her. But again, it's not for very long. And I think a lot of that kind of stems from his parents because I feel like his mom is the one who did everything. Like he was very close with his mom and his dad was more so the one who was involved in all the extracurriculars. So like they, him and his sister both grew up. Uh, showing uh, cow, cows in the fair. So his dad was the one that was very involved in that. He was the one that took them to buy it, taught them how to show it, like all of that. And his, mo- there, his mom was a part of it too. She just wasn't the one to go to about that. She was just kind of supportive of all of it. And so I think a lot of that, like once Jenny is older and able to do more, I definitely think that Jake is going to kind of take try to take a, a front a front row step or like take the lead on all of that yeah and um I mean like we we both grew up doing sports showing animals so we'll both be able to contribute but I think that he will like he'll be able to do more about that whereas like right now she's an infant she's not running around doing that much yet so they still so right now they just still put so much of the ball in our court yeah he's just like oh yeah you're the mom you can do this or you do you do this all day you can take her or she wants you well and i okay like i don't want to say that
0: chris is like because he's always been very involved you know with her and like you know Care for her and stuff, but like you know, we're talking earlier about like, oh, they're women form more of a bond with the baby because they that's in their belly and they have it, and it's like definitely didn't have nearly the bond that I had when she was in my belly. Like started to, you know, when he felt the kicks, stuff like that. But you Uh know, kind of agrees that he resonates with that feeling of like feeling like a dad when when we're in the hospital and when the baby was born and everything, and then the first part of her life, like, obviously he was helpful, you know, but she's such a tiny thing. Like, you know, he'd help and he'd obviously love to hold her and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I remember the things and knew for the most part, what to do, or I was the one that was trial and error every day. You know, I was figuring Mm -hmm. out what was and wasn't working. And he just kind of followed my lead, but, you know, as she gets older, now she becomes more of a person and gains more of a personality like I don't want to say like oh he's like more a more involved dad because he's always been a more involved dad but you know it's just like he can play with her he can like take an active like interest in her life even though she's only one years old you know what I mean so it's just like yeah I feel like it's just a different you know it's like they I watch them grow closer every day and it's not that I don't feel like not close with her it's just like close in a different way because I am constantly like just thinking and worrying about you know it's just like earlier today I was like we we got some doubles of things for her birthday so I just got some money back from Amazon and I was like all right so here's something she needs here's something she needs you know she's all like she's got a couple pairs of shoes but they all don't really have good traction and she's sliding all over the house now so when she has shoes on and like out of the house so I need she needs shoes she needs um, a bath mat for the bathtub. She needs this, she needs that. And he's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's right. That's a good point, you know? Um, but I'm the one that's sitting there having to think about it all the time. Cause I'm mm-hmm. you know, watching her like live her life. And then kind of, it's almost like, you know, he comes home from work and I give like a progress report of the day and, you know, so I don't know. It's just interesting to watch. And I do agree that like, as she gets older, you know, he'll be more, involved in certain aspects that you know maybe he'll fully take over especially like you know he talks a lot about wanting her to have a lot of useful skills like knowing once she gets old enough like knowing how to change her oil in her car and stuff like that (laughs) so it's like I know there'll be things that I will like be totally hands off of and he can like totally take you know the that part of it but I also know that like the majority of it is going to be me for a while I think I'll be the one that's like you know the snack mom and the one you know for whatever sport that they're playing so I'll still have my involvements there and the one that's at and the PTA and you know making the brownies for the fundraiser and going yeah being the chaperone on the field trips and all that. So
1: you know it's I mean it's just part of the, the gig. I definitely agree. Um yeah, I'm the one constantly like I've I'm planning Jenny's birthday party and like I went over stuff o- about it with Jake and I try to keep him involved like I try to give him opportunities okay I try to give him opportunities to actually have an opinion on like what we're doing I did it with our wedding and like with her birthday I like I'm giving her Different. I'm giving him different ideas and different uh, things that like I've been thinking about doing, and I'm just like, does this sound good? Do you want to do something different? And so I'm always trying to give him the opportunity to weigh in here, but ultimately, like I'm still the one planning it and making all the lists and doing everything for it. Oh, definitely understand
0: that. I mean, I always asks for like his input but it's like yeah I mean that sounds good like whatever you think you know I mean so they're they're definitely I'll, I'll say he's more of an opinionated man than others so there are definitely sometimes he has like some input but I mean like where her room's decorated what the theme is for her birthday party you know whatever like what she's gonna be for Halloween like yeah. I usually am the one you know making those decisions for now so well, and
1: I feel like we're like I think Jake we, I mean, I've been thinking about what Jenny's gonna be for Halloween. I don't think it's even crossed Jake's mind. Yeah, it's like, so, the, the, why would he even think about that if it's not next week? Like, yeah, and so like I'm, I'm already thinking about it. And so usually, what I do, because I think about stuff so far in advance, then I just kind of like get the ideas of things that I want her to be, and then I'll be like, okay, here are three different options that I've come up mm-hmm. with. What and do you think so about between- these? Yeah. What do you like best? If he has another option, then he can put it in and we can talk about it. And I can be like, I can give my opinion on if I think it's a good idea or not. But ultimately, I pretty much have just learned and I got this from my mom because she does this with my stepdad. I will find things that I like. And then I will give him the opportunity to choose from those
0: oh that's i mean how do you think we picked her name i made a list of all the c names like in the the (laughs) i remember you sent that to us (laughs) of the world i said these are all the ones and before i even knew i was like my girl names and my boy names and then we made a top list and then we went from there yeah and i and i gave him a top five and he picked from the top five yeah so it's like he picked but it was like from my carefully curated list. Thank you. You essentially picked it. Um, <laughs> so just to pivot this conversation ever so slightly, um have you decided what
1: Jenny's gonna be for Halloween? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, think- I so I had an idea, but I don't I'm not gonna do that now. What so was I'm your idea? To- I was gonna have her be cookie monster, then I was gonna wear a shirt like a white shirt that just said milk. I thought it was funny since I'm breastfeeding and like I oh, am her funny. milk. But I was just like, I kind of want to dress up a little bit too. Or I want her, I don't know. I I just felt like I didn't really want her to be Cookie Monster. So I don't know. Well, I I think could, we could still do it, but.
0: It's not a bad idea. But yeah, definitely something that you guys can do together. So I, I'm pretty sure I've decided. I feel like it's a little slightly cliche but I like I want to do it I think she's at a good age for it we're gonna be the Flintstones (laughs) so she'll be she'll be pebbles you know with the little hair sticking up and I want to get her a little bone bow and then a little outfit and then I'll just get some red either a wig or just like some red (laughs) hairspray and be Wilma and get the little dress and then the bone necklace
1: I thought Wilma's hair is blonde no it's red I, okay. <laughs> I guess I want to look this up now because I, I thought it was blonde for some reason no very red okay okay I knew that Pebble's hair was red and because I was even thinking, like, that'd be really cute for Ginny because she has the red hair. Well, that's why but, I thought Claire, too,
0: because Claire also has got, like, a little bit of red in her hair. That was kind of part of where we got the idea. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, and then just maybe spray Chris's hair with some black. And I think if we be were the funniest, t- the Flintstones.
1: That would be cute. If we were to do, like, a whole family costume, which I, I have thought of, like, I, I think it'd be really cool. Um, one that would probably be easy would be harry potter but um like jake but and you i don't already have, enough have... kids no, no 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 uh jake and i already have the um the robes like we already have house robes so oh. we can easily just dress up as wizards but then having Ginny either be i feel like she's a little too old to be a mandrake um so he's so cute <laughs> it would be cute but i I just think she's a little too old for that that's more like i've seen more of them like like the little teeny tiny babies that you just carry around but have her be dobby but i'm just like i don't know if i want her to be dobby (laughs) right i'm trying to think of who else she could
0: be what if she was like an owl that could be cute i don't know
1: that could be yeah i don't know i i've still got time i've got like a month to decide before we go on our family trip to yogi bear um so i don't know because yeah i we gotta decide
0: not- what we're gonna do for actual halloween like i of course am supposed to work the saturday before halloween um but you know maybe like because halloween's on a monday this year so i mean and they'll probably be trick-or-treating but you know see if there's any fall festivals or anything going on that weekend Um, yeah or even worst fest because i know people wear uh, halloween costumes like halloween weekend to worst fest
1: yeah i know we're probably not gonna do anything like on halloween we'll probably just do stuff the weekend before and then like two weeks before we're gonna go to yogi bear um but she's just so little, and I just, I find, I don't know if it's just our neighborhood or what, but I feel like the kids wait so long before they trick-or-treat, and then because of our, where our street is located, and we're in a cul-de-sac, and it's just not very well lit, like, for whatever reason, there's only one light, and the people at the, fr- at the front of the, of the street, they, like, all their lights are off and stuff, so they make our street look so dark that nobody ever comes down to trick-or-treat and it's just we're probably just not gonna do anything
0: well last year uh all we did was pass out candy but there were quite a bit of kids in my neighborhood and they you know were coming from earlier so um
1: if you guys wanted to come over and do something with us you're welcome to that would be fun so the last thing that i wanted to touch on um is just kind of like uh, I saw this TikTok, and it was actually by Miss Rachel, and I sent it to you earlier, but it was about like moms needing to fill up their bucket. Yes, and I just thought that was such a good—I thought it was just such a good topic. And um, with all of the mental loads that, like, it's just everything that the moms feel like we have to do. Taking care of ourselves is like the last thing on our minds. And, like, just daily, everyone says that self-care shouldn't be something that's negotiable. And while I agree, I mean, that's just kind of part of being a mom, putting everyone else first. Yeah, you just sometimes have to
0: sacrifice. There's, like, because what else is the option, you know?
1: Yeah, and I just, there are just so many times that I find myself going to Jake being like, I really want to take a shower. Like I, I really have to take a shower. I want to shave my legs. I want to wash my hair. Like I just, I want to sit in the hot water. I, I want to, yeah, I, I feel I need like to take a shower. human again. Yeah. And sometimes I find that by the time, like I, now that Jenny is sleeping better, I can usually get a good shower in once I put her down and stuff, but Sometimes I find that it's still hard for me to get to that point because once she's down, it's like, I can sit on the couch. I can watch TV. Like I can do all this stuff without having a baby right here that I'm having to watch constantly. And so sometimes I think we've mentioned it before, like I'll get couch locked just because I'm by myself. Like I don't have to do anything. Um, And I'm trying to like make myself do all my self-care first my self-care stuff first Mm -hmm. and then kind of take the time for myself but sometimes it's just it's really hard to to do that and miss rachel was just kind of um she was just kind of like talking about how like moms need to fill up our buckets and she said everyone, like all moms have a bucket, but you fill it with whatever you need to fill it with. She's like, I don't know what you're filling your bucket with, but it needs to be filled. And I just felt like that was really good because like what, like self-care is something that I think will partially fill all moms buckets because I feel like all moms want to shower in peace, go to the bathroom, brush our teeth, do our makeup or like whatever it is that we want to do. But then- um there's other stuff that we want to do so like i want to sit on the couch and not have to do anything i want to be able to watch my own tv shows i want to just scroll aimlessly through social media yeah. sometimes <laughs> like everybody wants to do different things and i find like we've already said that a lot of times we're having to ask for permission to do this stuff like sometimes i feel like i have to ask for permission to go to the bathroom or whatever, because I'm asking Jake to watch Jenny and it's just, it feels kind of weird to have to ask for permission to do these normal things.
0: Yeah, I can mean, I definitely uh, relate to that. It's something that I ha- have struggled with a lot. Um, and it's definitely made me feel like not fully human. And it's just something that I've been working through. Um, You know, you start to feel a little better once they're able to sleep better and you can like have that time to yourself. And then like, it's just the more independent they get, I feel like the better it feels like it's a little easier to do at least the basic self-care things, you know, but I mean, not always some days they run you ragged, you know? Yeah. Um and yeah I definitely hate that feeling of like hey I like did I have to announce myself every time I go to the bathroom or I go take a shower because I have to like be- basically tap somebody else in because where you know it's like Chris he can just get up and do whatever whenever he wants like there's just like kind of an you know expectation that you know I got it and I do but you know it's just, we, it's not the
1: same, like, it doesn't
0: feel mm-hmm. even because of it, so.
1: Yeah. I think that's the one thing that will always kind of frustrate me a little bit, and I mean, Jake and I have talked about it, and he, he he really tries, and there, we haven't found a solution, like, there's no solution, there's only things that he can do to kind of try and make it better, but it's not, it's not a full fix, it's not a solution, And I think it's going to be like a constant thing until we're done having kids until all of our kids are old enough to kind of take care of themselves a little more. And they don't need me or Jake to hold their hand for every little thing, but like the, the playing video games, like, and like he, like you said, he can get up and go to the bathroom whenever he wants, he can just go play video games and he can just kind of like, go outside he can, yeah. go. he can go to the gym and stuff and for me anytime I want to do anything it's like okay where is Ginny gonna be yeah What's because yeah like if for me to do something she can't always be with Jake and so like there's been times that he's been that he's watched her in the game room while he's playing video games but she just she she won't just sit there like she used to and watch tv so then we tried to like put toys on the ground let her play on the ground and stuff well she tried to pull up on the tv stand and fell and scratched her head like it's things like that and even though he's watching her he's not watching her every second granted i'm not watching her every second because i mean i'm watching tv i'm on my phone i'm working but i'm in a situation where like where I work, Ginny's always in front of me and her area down here is at least pretty baby proof. Um, and I mean, Jay, like we, we tried to make it baby proof up there and it's like the second time <laughs> that he watched her after she fell, we made sure to like put stuff in front of the TV stand and everything. Well, then she tried to like climb up on his uh, on his chair And she just, where his computer is set up, there's so many places that she can be where she's behind him and he can't glance over to look at her. Like he has to actually watch her. And so it's just things like that, that go through my head. And I just find myself kind of being like, okay, well, I'll wait until you're done because I don't want to put her in that situation again, or whatever it is it's like it's no matter what like I'm always the one having to sacrifice stuff so that he can do all the things that he really likes to do and uh it's it's just one of those things like the only true fix would be for him to not do them but it's like that's what fills his bucket sometimes too and I don't want to make him like give all that up Yeah, but it's still got to be,
0: like, even. Like, you got to be... He can sacrifice, like, not playing video games sometimes so that you can go take a shower. Yeah. I feel like... And especially for, like, basic things that are, like, human necessities. Like, showering video game. One is a necessity. One is a luxury. So, it's, like... Yeah. Not... It's not... I don't... I don't know. It's, like... Crystal asked me, like, do you mind if I play some video games? And like on like a Saturday when he's off or whatever and he'll ask me because he knows that like if he goes into playing a video games like I have to be the one to watch the baby because he can't just get up or whatever and so he'll like check in with me before he does it because he knows he's about to check out so I do at least like that but you know it's just like the basic things I feel like are the things that are like the hardest you know just oh i need to go to the bathroom you know so like gotta make sure she's safe like
1: yeah, and it's, like we still have the playpen and everything, and so for stuff like that, if I'm watching her, it it breaks my heart. But like, I'll just set her in the playpen just so I can go to the bathroom, or it's, like sometimes I have to put her on the floor in the bathroom, and, like just have her sit there in front of me. And I mean, there's nothing Mom, that she life, can, man. yeah. I'm like, there's nothing that she can really get into, right? Because our ba- like the bathroom down here is really small, but it's like I don't there's times like I don't want to have to just sit there and watch her and like feel like I have to go super fast I'd rather just put her in the playpen
0: yeah well that's Um, why I baby proofed my living room so that she could basically have that whole area to toddle around and not be able to hurt herself on anything and
1: yeah it's just it kind of sucks though like earlier today I put her in the playpen just so I could run to the restroom really quick as soon as I set her down she started screaming and crying because she didn't want to be set down in there and I feel like like Jake had to run down here once he got the opportunity because he didn't know what was going on he didn't know if she had hurt herself he didn't know like if I was changing her diaper and it's it's just like he doesn't know what's going on. So he comes down here and then he realizes, oh, I was going to the bathroom. And so then like he'll help out and he'll hold her while I finish up. But I'm already pretty much done. And then I come back and Jen- I go back to holding Jenny and he goes back to his video games. And it's just like uh, sometimes I, I just wish that there was like a different... I wish that there was a different setup that we could have in our house and we've talked about it but like there's just no there's no functional way that we can really set our house up any different like room wise for me to work for him to play video games like it's all set up the most efficient way It just kind of sucks it's not the best way for a baby. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Luckily, they won't be babies forever, and we'll have a whole new slew of obstacles when they become toddlers, so.
1: I'm just ready for us to have another kid, mainly, so that that kid can take our next, our other bedroom. That's Jake's <laughs> game room. Ouch. <laughs> and, then he, and then he won't have the game room anymore. <laughs> then
0: he's just going to try and play video games in the living room all the time, though. Or he'll put the TV in the bedroom.
1: So he would probably, well, I don't know. He he's tried to talk about putting the computer and stuff in the bedroom, but I like I go to bed way before he does. So and we that we used to have it like that. And whenever we first moved to San Antonio, we were in our apartment. Um, his PlayStation was in the bedroom, and I would have to go to sleep sometimes with him playing video games. And I mean, he would be he would be courteous, like he would try to be quiet, but I had to go to sleep. Listening to him play video games. And so I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I don't want to have to go to sleep playing listening I understand. to him play video games.
0: Oh, we'll cross that bridge when you get to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you think we should get into some oh shits and oh yas now?
1: Yeah, that sounds good.
0: All right. Which one
1: of us should go first? Do you have? Um, I think you went first last time. So I can go first. All right. which got? Um, oh, shit. What was my <laughs> shit?
0: <laughs> we chatted for so long, you forgot.
1: Yeah. I feel like. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, shit. We are having to go all the way back to Houston again this weekend. Um. Yeah, for why? So, um, Jake, uh, he made some cutting boards for some members of his family that are in a cook-off this weekend, and he's also uh, donating a cornhole set to the cook-off as, like, a door prize for a silent auction or something. Um, So he has to go down to take all of those. And it was kind of up in the air if I was going to go down or not, but after having to spend this last weekend completely by myself with Ginny, I was like, I really don't want to spend another weekend by myself, especially like up here. Like I essentially, I'd be alone again because if I was, if I was by myself in Houston, I at least have family and stuff around Colorado. I had Nobody to help me really take care of her, and here in San Antonio, uh, I wouldn't really, I still wouldn't really have anyone to help me take care of her. Yeah, I mean, like I, like I, got, you're close by, so like I'd have you. That if we, if I need, if I really needed something, yeah, you're of right here. But it's just like one of those things. Like I, I just did not want to have to go through another night of being completely by myself. Like I wanted to I have Jake that. helping. So, yeah, we're just we're all just going to go back down um, and we're leaving tomorrow night because the cook off starts Friday. So we're going to leave tomorrow night and then Friday I'm going to just work from uh, my mom's house. And I mean, I don't work long on Fridays, but um, that's just another hassle that like, there's a lot of stuff that I have to do to get the house ready. To leave well, again. you'll be
0: missed because we're going to the circus and you I guys know.
1: are not able to come, but that's okay. I wanted to go so bad, but my oh yeah is that we are starting to baby proof the living room. So I got a new play mat for uh, like the living room area and now like we moved some of Jenny's pillows, like she has nugget pillows and like a little chair some squishmallows um, and some toys out into the living room so we can unzip her playpen and she can crawl in and out um, it was great the first day because it was all new and she just stayed on the playmat
0: mm.
1: now she has realized she can go everywhere
0: yeah I was like <laughs> so- it doesn't last for I was thinking I was like but she's not just going to stay there. You're going to be getting off the couch every five seconds and be like, no, no,
1: no, you can't go over there. Well, so um, she has. So there, there are times where she'll stay on the play mat. It's like if something catches her attention is when she'll get off. So like if the dogs are inside, she, she tries to follow the dogs. She tries to go play with their toys. And do all of those things. Um, and then if I'm talking or if I'm doing something on my computer and that, like, just catches her attention, then she wants to come over here and pull up on the couch, mess with my computer cord and stuff. So the good thing about still having the playpen is we can just zip, her, zip it back exactly. up and put her back in there. Well, and
0: that's why, like, you know, we have the same situation, except I have a door, obviously, with, like, mm-hmm. a lock. And so, like, we just, like, we'll leave it unlocked or whatever. But even still, I have to like sit at the kitchen table and watch her because now and I mean, for me, it got worse, obviously, when she started walking, but she was a fast crawler. She would crawl around the house and do this, too. But like now she just like knows that there's other parts of the house, wants to take off exploring, wants to get into stuff or just wants to get into, you know, anything that's still in her reach. Yeah. Um, so we're still obviously working on getting everything out of her reach. Um, that yeah. Yeah. Um, just all over the house, not just obviously. We've got like the playpen living room mm-hmm. area that's blocked in, but if she leaves that now, she likes to play in that front area, but now she wants to mess with like my cameras. You know, I've got a camera collection out there, or like if there's something on the coffee table or the dog food or whatever. So,
1: yeah, so we're still in the process of baby proofing because we're trying to pretty much get it to where she has a little more room to explore once she's walking. Um, but we just have to kind of figure out the best way to do like a baby gate situation because we have to we'd have to block off like the kitchen area and the front door area and everything that covers that amount of space is just so expensive and Mm -hmm. yeah I know I mean I I definitely paid a pretty penny for mine Yeah, I'm just also like, I don't want to spend that much money if it's not, like, unless I know it's really going to work. And work in the sense that we're not necessarily connecting them wall to wall. We're kind of, it'd be almost kind of like what y'all did, where y'all, like, how y'all just kind of zip tied it to table. Yeah, I mean, you have to secure
0: it somehow because. Otherwise, yeah, they just get out but it's we're, like the furniture still, getting secured to the wall you know like
1: yeah we're still trying to figure out how we're going to secure whatever we decide to do to um, something else yeah so it's going to be a whole process we're still or let me say I'm still looking into all yeah of just stuff, another thing to figuring to it all list. out yeah yeah but It'll get done eventually. And I mean, Jake, I will say while I was gone, Jake did do a very good job of cleaning our downstairs. That's like the only reason that we were able to really um, move her into like the living room setup that we have now is because he really like cleaned everything. Um, And so I can't, it was nice to come home to a a pretty clean house. Nice. And what about you?
0: Yeah, um, well, my oh shit no yeah really kind of like combined. So um, it's an oh shit because um, I have just planned a trip and it's going to be the first night that Claire sleeps over like somewhere yeah, that's else like, with my parents. So my mom and dad are going to watch her. While Chris and I um go stay at this like really cute cottage in Fredericksburg that we booked. um So we're just going for a night because, you know, my crazy work schedule, it's coming in a busy season. It's basically like impossible for us to get two nights, but yeah, all good. So we're going to go like after he gets off work on a Thursday night and then take the baby and the dogs to my parents in San Antonio and then drive to Freder- Fredericksburg. Um, and, you know, we've got a little place. It's right off of Main Street, so we can, like, walk around and go to dinner and do stuff, uh, you know, maybe go to a bar or something, you know. That's Pretend, fine. like, we're just a couple again, <laughs> um, and then it's got, like, a fireplace in the bedroom, a fireplace outside with a jacuzzi and, like, a hot tub, and a really nice bathtub so I can bring my Lush products and take a luxurious (laughs) bath. I'm very excited. Just, just, and honestly, like I'm anxious about it. So like, that's why it's an oh shit because I'm a little worried that I'm going to be a little too anxious about it, but it's definitely an oh yeah, because it's going to be the first night I could probably get like a full night's sleep in over a year for sure. Yeah. And you know, the first, like night that I just don't have to worry about like my baby like I know she's being taken care of and I can just kind of you know let loose a little bit like you know like I don't I don't really I've never been a big drinker to begin with but you know I don't really like drink or even because like who I gotta you know be able to wake up if she starts crying you know like yeah so just I don't know. I'm excited. Um, it's the first time we have done this in like a while. Obviously we've had like dates and stuff, but just a couple of hours type of things. And, um, we have a cruise booked in March. So I have to be comfortable enough for her to stay somewhere, which will also be my parents, like long enough, like, like without any contact with her. So I have to start getting comfortable with it. So you know, she's eating solid foods now, so she's not really taking bottles as much anymore, and there's just a little bit less to worry about. So, I decided I was gonna like unclench just a little bit and let her have a sleepover with my mom and dad. So
1: nice, yeah. So, well, you and Chris definitely deserve the time away by yourselves. Thank you. I honestly agree. So, <laughs> very excited about that. I honestly don't know when. I will ever be comfortable with Ginny
0: being away for a night. And you know, so I posted about it on my TikTok and I had a lot of like mixed responses. And I mean, and there's some moms that said, like, oh, you know, my child's this old, blah, blah. And I just like still don't feel comfortable. And like to some extent, I do get that because I, first of all, like, I'm not just gonna let anybody, like, I have a very short list, and it really is mainly my mother, um, is, like, the only person that I would trust, um, and it took a while for me to feel, like, comfortable with it, but I knew I was eventually gonna have to, like, let go of the reins just so that I could ever do anything else again in my life, mm-hmm. you know, even if it meant just getting a freaking night's sleep, like, or whatever, like, you know, it's just, I, Um, I can't speak for everyone, but I do feel like it is, I do adamantly believe like you have to, if you want to have a healthy relationship, you have to be able to spend some extended time together without the children around. Um, So I just personally can't imagine waiting like two or three years. I feel like that could be I can see why that can be very detrimental to couples and why like when we get to that point, you're like, feel like you don't even know each other anymore because, you know, you're doing one thing and they're doing another. And then on top of that, you've been spending the last however long devoted to this person. You're so spent like, like, you know, I t- like I said, yeah. I'm excited just to freaking have a night's sleep with, you know, without waking up like that's so rare. So I, mean, I get
1: that. I think I, it's so I think it's really hard for me to imagine just because like we have like at least for you, like you're able to still go into work and you have a lot of times whenever Chris will watch Claire or like y'all have had y'all've done stuff where like your mom will watch her or something. Um and I've never had I've never left her with anyone other than Jake. And it's never been for more than like maybe three hours at a time yeah, I know. um it's so like i've never really been apart from her and to like jake's been apart from her a lot i mean because she's always with me and i've taken jenny to houston before you used to agree by to myself. I just took her to Colorado. yeah and i mean jake obviously he he wishes that he could have been there but it wasn't a trip for him he agreed to this and then it sucked that like what happened but I've traveled a lot by myself and Jake no Jake knew that we would be okay and like we checked in with Jake all the time but I mean yeah like he if if that was me I'd be freaking out like if Ooh. Jake if Jake went with her somewhere else and then something happened I'd be freaking I mean, out you'd be freaking out but
0: it's like it's not even just that for you though because there's a I mean I I believe that there would be you would have had more time apart from Jenny at this point if she had would has would take a bottle in any capacity, whether that be formula or even just pumping. But like I think and it's something like, you know, I went into motherhood knowing that formula feeding was gonna be the right decision for me for a number of reasons, but the main one being like my mental health. Mm-hmm. And like I I feel like watching um exclusively breastfed moms I only am more firm in that decision that it was the right decision for me because you really d- sacrifice so much of your life like and I watched you specifically sacrifice so much and that like that's a whole nother you know ties back into like this whole mental load like you changed your entire life you change your entire like every little plan not even just for feeding but you have to be the one to physically do it so it's not like you can mm-hmm. leave for more than three hours at a time like how what she like and up until this point in her life she is solely relied on you for food so it hasn't even been something that was really even a possibility if you wanted it to be
1: yeah and i mean like i i've tried to pump and i i truly think that we could get her on a sippy cup like she just doesn't take bottles I really think we could get her on a sippy cup, especially now that we know that if she's fed, Jake can put her to sleep. Um, And it's just, it's just the whole thing of like, just trying to pump. Because I feed her on demand, it's not like I feed her every so many hours. So, trying to figure out when to pump and keeping the parts clean, like I truly think it's even harder for exclusively pumping moms than exclusively nursing moms. Oh, like I'm sure because like they have I think like, that it's way too hard.
0: It's like a whole. I mean, it's it's hard in a whole different way, you know, because mm. um, you're you know constantly having to have machines attached to you. Well, and, and like. That.
1: My, uh, one of my friends, like her son was in the NICU, uh, for a few weeks. And so for her to breastfeed, she had to pump. So she exclusively pumped for, uh, a few months. I don't, I don't, I think it was like maybe two months that she made it. And she said it was hard because like, you're having to constantly clean the pump, the the pump. You're having to constantly clean bottles. Like you're having to constantly just rotating clean all this yeah. stuff like and especially in the very beginning like you're like you said you're attached to the machine where like I was attached to Jenny um and but at least like with Jenny I could still do something and I didn't have to like clean all this stuff like yeah I was mentally draining but I I really think that to exclusively pump would have been way harder but for the next kid I definitely want to pump more and at least get them to take a bottle in the, at least in, in a way where Jake and I could go to dinner.
0: Yeah. Cause at you least. gotta be able, you know, go to dinner so together or you be able to go do something on your own, you know, like have a girl's night out or whatever, you know? Um, But you're just unable to do anything right now that Jenny can't do too you know, if if she can't fit it, fit into the picture, then it's a no go. So I just, um, I definitely recognize that. And, um, you know, it's a big sacrifice. And I think as she gets older, and she's able to be more independent, you know, and I don't really obviously, you know, I only have my my view based on like, what I know about like, formula feeding and stuff. But like, you know, Claire takes way less bottles now, like, maybe just like, one to go to sleep or one at a nap time. And obviously we're even trying to wean her off of that. So it's like, I know they say to, they recommend that you can still breastfeed till they're two, but it's not like you're just breastfeeding just to eat. Like she could literally, you know, in a few months be able to go, you know, the whole day mm-hmm. without you breastfeeding and then maybe offer it to her at night or whatever. And she's going to be, you're going to know that she's going to be able to be okay. Cause she was able to eat and get nutrients other ways.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I'm glad that you're taking that next step, and you and Chris are gonna get to have some alone time. And you'll have to let me know how it is. Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> I will. I mean, I, not all of it, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't want to know everything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> some of it's uh, for us, but. <laughs> Well,
1: um, I think just by knowing that y'all are gonna have alone time, I can kind of just assume that y'all there was gonna be stuff I don't want to know. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, um, I say that that's our episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was a pretty good episode, and I hope that everyone listening found something that they resonated with. Maybe you heard some struggles that we go through, and you have some advice if you went through it, or maybe you're going through the same thing, and you can just kind of let us know that you're going through it as well, because we we know that there's a bunch of moms out there going through all of this stuff, and we just want you to know that you're not alone, and this is a community for all of us moms who are learning it as we go uh, to just kind of connect and share our stories and advice and whatnot yeah definitely agree
0: um if you're ever looking to reach out to us uh as always you can follow us on instagram and message us on there at learning on the job moms you can email us at learning moms at gmail.com join our learning on the job moms facebook group um and we may be uh potentially having uh tiktok in the future so yeah look out for that Um, There's some material for it. (laughs) But thank you guys so much for tuning in as always. And we look forward to talking to you guys next time. Bye.